Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 27 of Targeting Winners. Tim and Darren here. Darren, how you doing tonight? I'm hanging in, man. It's a little tired uh, from jet lag from our uh, weekend in Dallas, but, uh, you know, we'll be in bed about an hour after we're done here, so I should be all right by tomorrow. Yeah, you know, I could really go for a Texas Twinkie right now. You know, I can't <laughs> believe mine got tossed out in front of Lone Star Racetrack. I'm very, I got, very I got for those listening, that. a Texas Twinkie picture, a jalapeno pepper stuffed with brisket and coleslaw, I believe, wrapped in bacon. Oh, my God, it was something. I, I'm about to book a flight right now. That's, <laughs> that's, I'm, I'm really upset that I didn't get to eat mine, but... Uh... Well, you snooze, you lose, I guess. You didn't I guess eat too much so. Well, you know, it was. You eat like we're on death row, and eventually you just can't fit any more in your pile. And uh, that, that, that's what I read. Of course, it doesn't compare to uh, Pete ordering like $180 worth of fried chicken uh, the first night we got there or whatever yeah. it was, but uh, which lasted all three days, by the way. So uh, in case you're wondering what a cutoff for four fat guys is for fried chicken, <laughs> right, it's $180. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we come back. And uh, a couple days after we get back, we have breaking news. The first college football playoff bracket is out. Is it Ohio State 1, Georgia 2, Michigan 3, and America's Team 4, Florida State Seminoles? What are your instant reactions? Um, I think they got the teams right. Um, I agree with Ohio State at 1. Uh, I probably would have put Florida State a little higher. Um, just because I think when you look at Georgia, Michigan, and Florida State, really Georgia and Michigan haven't really played anybody yet. Uh, Florida State at least has that LSU win uh, on their resume. You know, the, the, the Clemson game doesn't look as great now since they're a four-loss team. Uh, Duke's not rated, uh, not ranked anymore, so that doesn't look as good as it did at the time. Uh, but still, they, they've got one signature win on their schedule, which is one more than Georgia and Michigan have combined. So I would have switched it around a little bit uh i think washington and oregon at five and six is correct um but again just the first week uh, it's gonna switch so many times over the next month um yeah i'm just a little more old-fashioned i guess i would have had georgia at one i figure they haven't lost in two years so until somebody beats them you know to stick them there just on you know be stubborn principle i guess i mean they haven't shown i mean they haven't played anybody but they pretty much handled anybody yeah, I don't remember them squeaking by anyone. Um, no, they've they got or anything. They've all start. been ten digits or more. So, yeah, you know, I think I think the problem I think, and I know you may not want to hear this, being a fan of uh, America's team, but uh, they don't really have any good games left on their schedule. Um, Georgia's next three games are all against ranked teams. Michigan's got Penn State and Ohio State as two of their last four. Washington and Oregon, uh, good. I like Washington's got USC, Utah, and Oregon State in there. Uh, Oregon has to play Oregon State. I mean, those Pac-12 teams are going to beat the crap out of each other, so it'll be interesting to see how all that plays out. But uh, I think if FSU wins out, I mean, the problem is they're going to be in the ACC title game. They're going to play somebody who's terrible. Uh, so they probably need to to run the table and go with 13-0 to get in because I think the strength of schedule is going to start helping these other teams. Yeah, just based on who's left. So, but then again, one of those teams could lose one of those games against a ranked team and throw everything out of whack. But uh, I think Ohio State is is right at one. You know, they did beat Notre Dame, they did beat Penn State, they did beat Wisconsin. Uh, you know, Georgia, Michigan haven't really played anybody, so I don't have a problem with it. 
Yeah, but I mean, I've actually was discussing this earlier with someone. I mean, Florida State has to go undefeated, and they have to win by a lot. If they even have, if they even win by a field goal a game, they're out. I mean, I think it's it's almost to the point where they're looking for a reason to just get them out. That nobody wants them in there. Um, um, oh, they I, haven't I, played I anybody. Still help. You know, no, you can't turn away a thirteen and zero team. I mean, you just no. Can't. They have I mean, to be though. Like, I, yeah, no, I agree. You can make an argument. It's it's easier to get to the playoff if you're in the SEC because you can lose a game where anyone in the Pac-12, if if Washington loses, they're out. They're not going to get in. Mm-hmm. If you know Florida State loses, Louisville, even if they run the table and win the ACC, they're out. They got a loss, right? You know, where let's just say, I think LSU lot has a conference loss, right? So let's just say, you know, Alabama, you know, beats Georgia in the championship game. If they if Alabama wins out, you're not going to keep Georgia out of the playoff. You're not going to keep the SEC champion out of the playoff, and they got they got a loss. And they no, because if it's Georgia, they're going to be undefeated. But what happens if LSU beats Alabama this week? Now Alabama's got two losses. Yeah, it, it would be Texas and LSU, which would be two really good losses. But they're still a two-loss team. You could be looking at an undefeated Michigan or Ohio State, an undefeated Georgia, an undefeated uh, – who am I missing? Who did I forget? Georgia, FSU. And what if Washington and Oregon meet again in the Pac-12 and this time Oregon wins and both those teams are 12 and one. I mean, you're taking one of them before you take a two loss Alabama. So I don't think they do. I don't think they do. Not at all. Well, if you're using logic and reason and we're just, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. It won't happen again. (laughs) This is uh, people who vote, you know, (laughs) I'm thinking even if Alabama, say Alabama, I don't know, somehow loses LSU and somehow still gets to the title game beats Georgia. They have two losses. They're still in. They're not going to keep Georgia out. So but what do you do if what do you do if Texas doesn't lose the rest of the way and ends up winning the Big 12? Well, we know Oklahoma State's going to win the Big 12. Well, we don't know that, but I like where you're going. But I'm just saying, <laughs> let's just say Texas, okay, they lost Oklahoma. Let's say they get Oklahoma again in the Big 12 title game. Let's say they beat them. So now they split with Oklahoma. They've beaten Alabama. Head-to-head, supposedly, according to the committee, matters. Now, of course, yeah, I don't they know say how that true that until... is because you have Texas ranked ahead of Oklahoma, <laughs> even though Oklahoma right. beat Texas. But then again, Oklahoma lost to Kansas, which I guess is kind of a bad loss. But I mean, just because Kansas I mean, I has know. really no defense. It's, I mean, I mean, Alabama it's almost got in last year with two losses. I mean, there was a serious well, discussion about last year putting them in there with two losses. Well, it's a serious discussion on actually putting them there are two different things, but there, there's there's a, a chance for three undefeated teams. Uh, yeah, you could see Georgia, FSU, and either Ohio State or Michigan State going undefeated. And you're telling me you're going to kick Washington or Oregon out with one loss over a two-loss Alabama? Better not. I think they would. <laughs> I think they not. would. I and they don't care. Just last year of this, they can all complain about it. They get all the talking, which is what they want for some reason. I think that's so important. Yeah. This is the last year of it, and they can say, oh, well, next year it'll all be better. You know, and then... They can do what they want. Of course, there's no Pac-12 next year. No, there's not. So, Well, what they're also forgetting is way back in June, I said Alabama wasn't making the college football playoffs. So I'll send that email again to the committee. And uh, Okay, them, yeah, you know, work that I out. have spoken. And, you know, we'll, we'll get that taken care of. But, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. You got The Pac-12 has been playing really good football all year long. They literally have a half a dozen teams <laughs> that could give Alabama a run for their money. I, I don't know how you keep one of them out. 
because it makes sense to put them in. That's why. That's how you can keep them out. Yeah. I'm just betting on the, the committee being so stupid that. Well, I think at least for this, I think they got the the top six right. Because so you know they don't watch all those games. Oh, I'm they sure don't they watch. don't. They don't watch. Well, I'm sure they don't. And each one is for representing a different conference, so I'm sure they're all tooting the horn for whoever. They just they have to represent things. Them. Oh, Alabama's one seven, so oh, we got to put Nick Saban in. Oh, obviously, no. and, you know all that crap. That's what it is. We'll see. Like I said, this I will hope be good I'm wrong. To, I hope you're wrong too. Uh, but yeah, this is something we could definitely be talking about every Wednesday for for the next four or five uh, shows on on Wednesday because this will definitely be some uh, some good stuff. To yeah, talk I just about hope Florida well. State doesn't mess it up. Yeah, uh, they really shouldn't. I mean, I know they play the Hurricanes and Florida, which is always two big rivalry games. But uh, yeah, I think, I think now they know Florida this year. That'll be a tough. That'll be a tough game. Yeah, well, they know they need to run the table now. And that's another thing to factor in when we're picking these games. Now, some of these teams know where they're at and what what's going to need to happen for them to to be considered. So maybe a little extra motivation there for some of these programs, but right. it'll be fun to watch. This is, this is when college football really gets started, I think. So we shall see a little more intense, I guess, I guess. So, all right. Should we go ahead and start with the, uh, the games for the week or yeah, man, let's, I... uh, no, no, I mean, I, I wasn't even angry when I was watching the ranking show last night. Uh, so, I mean, I have nothing to complain about to start the show. Sorry. Amen. <laughs> well, why don't you start off our picks and uh, see okay. first. All right. So as much as we we became big fans of uh, Charlotte head coach uh, Biff Pogey the other night with his third quarter interview uh, where he felt like watching his team was like watching sausage being made, uh, <laughs> horrifying experience. Uh, you came out on Saturday and said he's suspending multiple players uh, for their game at Tulsa this week. He didn't elaborate how many. He didn't elaborate who they were. He says he's not going to tell anybody who they are. Uh, but if you watch the game, uh, you might have a feeling who one of them is. Number four. Uh, their best <laughs> defense, the defensive player, Ayabi Okianoma. That's him. Apparently, apparently he's on his fifth college, uh, in addition to all his other uh, unnecessary or unsportsmanlike conduct penalties that he was getting on Friday night. So I'm playing Tulsa here minus three and a half and I know Tulsa's kind of a dumpster fire themselves the last two weeks uh, and of course I bet against them uh, when I took SMU last week and they gave up 69 points uh, Charlotte however is not SMU um, and again I'm assuming with multiple uh, suspensions there'll be some people missing uh, from both sides of the ball uh, the two quarterbacks they were using we were watching that game neither one of them looked like they were really comfortable back there um Tulsa did have a stretch where they did have a couple of a couple of good games um whichever quarterback Charlotte's rolling with they both have more interceptions and touchdown passes they've been sacked a combined 23 times the team's only 22 percent on third down that's one of the lowest percentages I've seen uh so far this year breaking down games you know only averaging 14 points a game uh the last five games the most they've scored is 16 points they've also been shut out uh, the turnover ratio, a stat I love to look at, uh, they're at minus five. Um, you know, this is just a team that seems to be like the season may have very well ended for them on Friday. Uh, they would need to win out to make a bowl game. That's not going to happen. Their schedules, they got a couple games in there that uh, they are definitely going to lose. Um, you know, tell us, uh, Cardell Williams, their QB, not great. At least he's got. 10 touchdowns, only seven picks. So at least there's something there. 
42% on third down, which is pretty good for a team that's not uh, you know, not uh, known as uh, Washington in regards to their offense. Uh, you know what else I love about this team? How often have you seen a kicker really dominate in college football? Their kicker, Chase Meyer, 21 of 21 for extra points, 9 of 9 for field goals, including two of them of 40-plus yards. So if it comes down to it, they're going to kick some field goals, and this guy's not missing. So uh, with all these suspensions and, and a strong feeling that Biff will be out there in his sleeveless T-shirt. Uh, I got probably, my custom Biff shirt on right now. As well you do. He's probably not having fun anymore. Um, I just have a feeling. This is more really a, a fate of Charlotte than it is a, a, a love for Tulsa. Uh, but at three and a half, Tulsa at home. Tulsa can still make a bowl. Uh, three of their last four games are winnable, which they would need to win them to get to six wins. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm, I'm thinking Charlotte's probably mentally checked out here at least for this week, and I'm taking Tulsa minus the three and a half. It's a shame. I think the bowl season needs Biff Pogi. You know, well, he's gonna need, need to change Pogi jobs because he's not, he's, he's not getting there with Charlotte this year. Yeah, maybe that. Uh, what was that player's name? <laughs> Number. You four. want me to pronounce that again? Come on. Yeah, let's go for it. Yabi Okianoma. Yeah, him. <laughs> I can't even tell you. I spent at least. Maybe he's going for the six pack for colleges. He's probably. Uh, uh, maybe Biff might just send him on his way. He might be on his way. You never know. Yeah. I, I got to. He's got to be one of the suspensions after him out. Him out yeah. there. What's the line on that? Is he? <laughs> is there a line on <laughs> if he gets suspended or not? I'd play I, that. It's got to be him. Uh, if you watch the game, you, you're almost certain that it, he's got to be one of them. I just can't, like multiple. It could be like three. It could be a dozen. Yeah, I, I have no idea. But it's a depleted two-win team going on the road. So uh, even though it's Tulsa, three and a half, uh, I'm, I'm okay with that. Right. All right. I'm going with my first game, a Friday game. It's uh, I'm taking TCU. They're getting three points. They're at Texas Tech. Uh, Texas Tech, I guess, has we can say has been below par this year, and um, they haven't been really impressive. Uh, TCU, I think they're both coming off a bye. Um, TCU did have a quarterback change, um, but I'm guessing uh, he's got a few few starts under his belt. Um, you know, I said coming off a bye gives him a little extra time to go in there. Uh, it's going to be a sloppy game. Both teams like to turn the ball over, it seems. Um, so I'm guessing the turnover battle. Just banking on it going TCU's way. I think TCU gets the extra three points. I think they could win the game outright. So I'm going to take TCU plus the three at Texas Tech. Did not look at this game at all. So I'm just going to trust everything you said. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I don't know if you just got a notice on your phone. Bob Knight uh, has passed away at the age of 83. Oh, wow. Uh, so, yeah, that kind of sucks. He was very okay. entertaining, but uh, yeah. so Entertaining, but you know, a jerk. But Pretty much, know. yeah. <laughs> All right. My second game, since I'm big on fading teams this week, I am fading your boy, Coach Prime. Uh, this is another team that's, that seems to be going the way of Charlotte here. Uh, they are at home hosting Oregon State. I took Oregon State minus 13 and a half here. Uh, Shador Sanders is probably going to end up on a stretcher at some point. I mean, this guy is just getting killed uh, every week. This offensive line is the worst. Uh, that game, <laughs> uh, it, uh, Saturday night at UCLA, he was sacked seven times, hit another 17, knocked down 13 of those times, and at halftime got an injection because he was in so much pain. Uh, he just couldn't take it anymore. I mean, this offensive line is terrible. The defense isn't any better. Um, 
I mean, as much as I wasn't a big fan of uh, DJ Ugalele, uh, I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong as well. Uh, he still has 17 touchdown passes and only four picks. Um, they do have two losses in the conference, but Washington's undefeated. There's two other teams with one loss only. So there is still an outside shot uh, that they could be playing for the Pac-12 title here. Um, again, I, I am kind of high on Oregon State, uh, but really I am so down on Colorado. I mean, Coach Prime's out there. Instead of talking about how to make his team better, he's worried about jewelry that got stolen from his kids at the Rose Bowl. I mean, this, you know, he's calling out his offensive line. Like, dude, you brought all these guys in. I'm like, why are you calling out people that you brought in three months ago? Because they were here. You you put them all in a transfer portal. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just like, I mean, this is just a team that just says to me, you know, this, I don't know if they're winning any more games the rest of the year. Uh, What are they, have four wins now? I I don't think they're getting to a bowl game. Uh, I think they have four wins. Yeah. Yeah, They're not going to be favored any of the rest of their games. Um, Oregon State's defense is also pretty good. Uh, I don't see Sanders. <laughs> I don't want to say he's not going to make it through the game, but uh, I mean, this poor kid's getting beat up week after week after week. And I know uh, dad wants him to make the pros, but uh, unless they have a position where you can do it from a wheelchair or lying down on a stretcher, I, I don't know what he's going to do. But uh, I was going to ask, just, do you think he benches, benches this well, kid? And- maybe. I don't know. I mean, you call out your offensive line like you did after uh, the UCLA game. What's your incentive to protect the kid at this point? I mean, I don't know. It's it's just another bad situation, and I think now you're getting towards the end of the year. Some of these programs know they, they may not really have anything to play for, um, much like the fade on Charlotte. I'm fading Colorado here. I mean, if it gets to 14, I would probably stop there, um, but it hasn't moved. I think one book had it 13, another book had it up to 13 and a half. Uh, you know, I took 13 and a half. If it gets to 14, I wouldn't go any higher than that. But uh, yeah, fading Colorado probably the rest of the year. I don't know if I'll bet against them every single week, but I am kind of high on the Beavers. So I'm taking Oregon State mm-hmm. minus the 13 and a half. Well, coincidentally, I saw on Twitter uh, yesterday or maybe even today that they are the number one offensive tackle in the country in high school is visiting Colorado this week. I think he's going to recruit pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> He might want to see if he can start on Saturday, but uh, right and just put him in, just throw him out there. Yeah, another program heading in the wrong direction fast. Okay. Yeah, doom and gloom for Colorado. It'll get better. Is is uh Shador Sanders? He he won't leave early, will he? Seems. Uh, if I don't, I don't know. I guess that depends on if uh, Dion leaves. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. Right. But that'll be a very interesting offseason down there in Boulder. Right. I'm going to go to the Big Ten uh, next for my pick. This one, we got the new number one team in the country, Ohio State. They're laying 18 and a half at Rutgers. I know it's on the road, but with this new playoff, they want to secure that number one spot. Um, I'm guessing it comes down to, you know, they have Marvin Harrison Jr. and Rutgers doesn't. 18 points looks manageable, but even on the road, I'm not really concerned there. Uh, they've got the horses, they got the players and they got the talent. Now they got the added motivation of having to look good. They don't want to fall to two or three. So maybe if they're, if they stay at one and they manage to play a close game at Michigan, maybe they don't fall too far down. Maybe they, they can hold on to the four spot. So I'm going to guess they're going to start uh, like we talked about earlier, you know, want to look good, get some style points. Um, I can see them pouring it on here at Rutgers. So I'm going to go with um, the Ohio State Buckeyes, minus 18 and a half. Yes. 
Uh, yeah, Rutgers been a surprise uh, at six and two this year, but uh, it seems every time they play Ohio State, a lot of bad things happen to that program. Um, you know, they've gotten some decent uh, offensive play, but uh, I don't think they played anybody quite like Ohio State. So, and, you know, funny you mentioned that we wanted to keep that seed. I wonder if Ohio State and Michigan get in. Does the committee just automatically seed them so they don't play each other in the semifinals? I know there was Ooh. a lot of talk about that last year, but I mean, no, I don't think anybody wanted to see Michigan and Ohio State uh, two weeks after we had got Michigan and Ohio State. <laughs> I, I wonder if both, if the two Big Ten teams get in or two teams from any conference get in, does the committee just like split them up so they don't have to play each other at least to start? Sorry, just uh, random thought. I, I thought about that. So you got to put, so let's say Michigan goes undefeated, but Michigan at one and just yeah. move Ohio State to. Like three. I'm wondering if they put Michigan at three instead of four because everybody's like, oh no, I don't want to see Ohio State play Michigan three weeks after I've already seen Ohio State play Michigan. Uh, yeah, they should. I mean, if Ohio State loses at number one and if they're going to make the playoffs, they should still make it at four. And if Michigan's a team that's at one, then they should play each other. Yeah, you know they shouldn't be but like, well, we don't want them to Michigan. play each other. You can't tell me no one's going to watch that game again. Oh, I yeah, mean, it's I Michigan, would. Ohio State. He I'm, would. I'm, I'm not a fan of either team. I watch it. I watch that game every year, noon on the Saturday, yeah. you know, after Thanksgiving. That's there. It is, you know, right. Alabama, Auburn at three thirty. Then usually got um, ACC game around six, and he got the Pac-12 for an hour, and a Big Twelve at seven and nine or whatever it is. Oh yeah, I'm definitely the whole day's on the couch. I, I already know what I'm Pretty doing much. that day. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't mean to go off topic, but I that, I just thought of that when you were talking about uh, Ohio State wanting to hold on. No, it's the, a good point. I mean, but I, I don't think they should. They shouldn't. You know, you can't have a team, number one team in the country lose the last weekend and then just move them down to two or three. I mean, they got at least if they're going to hold well, on, they got to put them in the last spot. What I'm saying is, if they do move them down to two, uh, Michigan won't be three. <laughs> It's what I think is what I'm getting at. They, Michigan will either move up to one, yeah, uh, if they can beat Penn State and Ohio State, or you know, if they lose to Penn State or Ohio State, they might be at four. Yeah, if I'm three saying, beats they're not going to put the two of them together. No, if three beats one, they'll they'll jump Georgia, but one will fall to four. They shouldn't fall to three. Yeah, and we're forgetting what's most important. We still have national title futures on Florida State and Michigan, so. Uh, as long as one of them gets there, then at least we'll have a rooting interest in the national championships. So exactly. Put the two of them against each other in the semis, so at least we got a shot. Or better yet, if you're going to separate them, just have, have them both win. win. Maybe. Yeah, so <laughs> they're going against each other, and then we can just hedge like maniacs. And make lots right. Of <laughs> All right, I digress. All right, my third pick. Okay, so this line, right, rarely at this point in the season do I see a line that I look at, and I'm like, that makes no sense. Um, but I found one that doesn't make any sense and maybe I'm falling for it here, but Fresno state is at home. They're laying three to Boise state. Now, if you've been with us since the beginning, you know, when we did our, uh, group of five conference free previews, I was, I was kind of not so much anti Boise state, but I didn't understand why they were the favorite to win the conference. Obviously that's part of the reason I'd bet on air force to win the conference, um, but Boise State's QB play has not improved like most people said it would, and their defense, which I thought uh, may have been an issue, uh, is proving to be quite an issue. So what you're telling me that if these two teams are on a neutral field, it's a pick? I I don't see it. I mean, Fresno State has just as good an offense. Uh, they don't get as many yards per game, but they score more points per game than Boise State does. Um, 
you know, Boise's QB, Taylor Green, only six TD passes in eight games. That that's that's the improvement. Um, no good running game. Uh, Ashton Jante, and I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but I like Jante because it sounds fancy. Uh, I mean, he's got over 900 yards rushing this year. Um, but you know, again, I look at some of these you know, third down percentage and all these other stats. Turnover ratio jumped out again here. Boise State's turnover ratio is minus five. Fresno State's is plus 11. I mean, that's just an insane difference. Uh, you know, Mikey Keene, the Fresno State QB, who I didn't even know was a person uh, at week one. Uh, you know, he's put up a 19 to six touchdown to interception ratio. You know, both these teams have one loss in the conference. The loser here is probably not uh, partaking in the Mountain West title game. Uh, this line just makes no sense to me. Uh, so I may be a sucker and I'm just falling for it. I don't know. Uh, but you know, there was no injuries that I saw that, that would make me think that maybe that's the reason why this line is so low. Um, but I got minus three with Fresno. I'm laying it, and uh, I think they're stomping Boise by double digits. So that's my last bet for the week. Nice double digit win calling that. Well, you know, I'm on a little bit of a roll, so you know, maybe I'm uh, full of myself for a few minutes. I don't know. I the, the line just makes no sense. I don't, I don't get it. Boise State's underachieved all year long. Uh, you know, Fresno State had a five point loss at Wyoming, but that they haven't lost a game. I, I don't see why this line's only three. Maybe, maybe people still think Boise is the Boise from three years ago. I don't, I don't know, but, but uh, it's a late game. It wouldn't surprise me as the noon and 3.30 games finish. People are looking for something to bet on. Maybe they're like, oh, hey, Fresno should really whack these guys. Maybe it goes up to three and a half or four, but uh, if you're confused like I am, get it at three. <laughs> Just go right. grab it now before it moves up. Well, speaking of suckers, uh, my last <laughs> my last pick um, took me a while to come up with this one, and I think I'm going to – there's a chance I might regret this pick, but I'm going with Louisville. They're giving nine and a half points at home against Virginia Tech. And Virginia Tech's a tough team to figure out. They had a quarterback change earlier. Uh, they went to the drones kid, and they've been so much better. I think he moves. You know, he can. he's more mobile. He'll run. Um, so it's like fire against fire. We got the running defense. Louisville has a very good run defense. Um, I think the turnovers, uh, they're pretty even. Um, you know, Virginia Tech's 0-3 on the road this year. Uh, they are getting better. They are improving. Uh, Louisville's a very, very tough place to play. I would have liked to get this at, you know, seven or eight. Well, if they can do seven or eight, they can probably do ten. So, um, well, some books have it at ten. I mean, thankfully, you got nine and a half here at BetMGM, but I know Rivers had ten, which is why Rivers had ten. They did, which is why when I place this bet for you, I obviously oh, went the MGM. Get every uh, bit that we can get. Absolutely, you don't want to fall um, on that key number and possibly end up with a push. Right. I'm. Uh, I'm just thinking Louisville is uh, hitting their stride. Um, I think they're probably going to end up playing Florida State in the title game. I don't think um, North Carolina can get them now with the loss to Virginia that they had there a couple weeks back. Uh, and yeah, the crowd at Louisville can be uh, pretty loud, very intense. It's a good crowd, good football crowd, and uh, I think uh, Louisville can uh, handle Virginia Tech at nine and a half. Yeah, I'm mean, like I said, they they look like they have a great shot to be that uh, that second place team in the conference, and uh, hopefully they play like it. But Virginia Tech also has a shot too, and I have noticed they have uh, have improved. But yeah, Louisville not uh, not a super easy place to play, so. If Virginia Tech reverts back to the the team of like weeks two and three, Virginia Tech, 
yeah, I'm liking that one as well. Okay. Well, we're getting close. We're running out of time. Let's hit the RPO segment. See, we got the, got five good games this week. A lot of good games on the on the docket here. So we got first one. We got Kansas State at Texas. Texas minus four. Ooh. Yeah, Texas rolling with the backup QB who did not look great uh, against BYU last week. Kansas State, uh, one of my picks from last week, rolled Houston forty-one to nothing. Kansas State's last year's Big 12 champ. They're peaking at the right time. I would, ah, ah, God. Yeah, I would take the four here. Oh, nice. I'm going to run. If you were to run, take Kansas State. I'm passing because I don't know about the experience with the new quarterback. Will Arch Manning make a, an appearance? That's the way everyone. The other quarterback is like watching sausage being made. It's a horrible <laughs> experience. Okay, Biff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Missouri at Georgia. Georgia giving 15 and a half. Oof. I'm inclined to go Georgia. I don't, I don't think, um, boy, every time we think a team's going to be close, you know, Georgia's been covering a lot lately. Yeah. Um, I don't see, even though they're, <laughs> their quarterback does not look like a quarterback. <laughs> he looks like a skateboarder. No, he's, he's a scary-looking guy. <laughs> you know, um, but uh, he gets the job done. He's pretty accurate. Um, yeah, I may run and run up to that window. I may, I may not have a problem betting 15 and a half with George on this one. Yeah, I would pass. If you forced me to, to give a lean one way or the other, I would take a shot with Missouri. I mean, because even if they lose by 14, you're still covering with the with the 15 and a half. But uh, like you said, every time we think George is going to play another close game, they whack somebody like crazy. So it wouldn't surprise me if they win this by like 24, 27 points. But initially, I took a look at that and I thought, wow, 15 and a half is too much. Um, but yeah, I lean Missouri, but I, I would pass on this one. Right. Next, Oklahoma Sooners at our sentimental pick for the Big 12, Oklahoma State Cowboys. Well, you already know my thoughts on this. <laughs> five and a half. Oklahoma's giving five and a half to the Cowboys. Uh, it's down from six. The Cowboys are getting some love from the betting market. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know who I want to win. Right, me too. <laughs> I can give you 5,000 reasons why I would want Oklahoma State to, to win here. Um, I listen, Oklahoma's run defense is pretty solid. Their pass defense is not. Uh, Alan Bowman, not going to be confused with Michael Penix anytime soon. Uh, but Ollie Gordon has rushed for like 550 yards in the last two games. Uh, if he can get like 150, on the Sooner defense, I think Oklahoma State's got a shot to pull this off. You know, it's what they call it, Bedlam or something. It's the last yeah. time this game's happening. Gundy before the season already pissed that this game's not being played anymore. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I I think I, my my heart's uh, taking uh, preference over my head here. I, I obviously want Oklahoma State to get this done. Um, so yeah, I'm just. I mean, technically, I have a money line bet on the Cowboys every week, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pass on this one. Yeah, me too. If Oklahoma State does pull this out, I think on the wrap-up show, we got to get Devin uh, to come on the wrap-up show. If Oklahoma State pulls this out, I'm not even coming on the recap show because I'll still be so high on cloud nine that I won't be sleeping Saturday night. And <laughs> nobody's going to want to hear that Devin will take for your a 20-minute recap show. 
Devin and his hair will take just somebody come like in it. and be like, yeah, no live look ins on what Darren's doing because it's, uh, you know, mm. yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know what I would do if they won, but it probably well, won't involve pants. So, you know, right. <laughs> <laughs> that could be dangerous. It could be very dangerous. So going from one future bet to another one, we got the Pac-12. We got Washington, our pick to, pick to win the Pac-12. At USC, given three points to the Trojans, I am, uh, boy, yeah. If, if you if USC's offense, I'm I'm leaning towards running with Washington, um, but I'm probably gonna end up staying away from this one. Yeah, I mean, this one, uh, you know, we always say we're fans first. Uh, if I can stay awake, uh, yeah, I'll be watching this as long as it's not on the Pac-12 network. Um, but yeah, I I would bet the over. I don't know what it is, but as long yeah, whatever as it is, it doesn't whatever as long as it's sixty nine or less, I would bet the over. Um, Washington's defense, which some people had questioned before the start of the season, uh, showing a little bit of ugliness there. They they had to struggle to put away Stanford and Arizona State the last two weeks. Um, yeah, it, it, this could be forty one thirty eight end of the third quarter. Yeah, if I, I wouldn't take a side here. <laughs> Um, I'm not, I don't know what the total is, uh, but if, like I said, 69, uh, or less, yeah, why not? This game could easily go to overtime and, you know, you could put up another 14 points a piece in OT. Um, but yeah, definitely looking forward to, to watching that game. Obviously I'm pulling for Washington for, for your bet, but, uh, um, yeah, that should be a good one. And last but not least, LSU go Tigers at Alabama Crimson Tide. Alabama giving three points to the Tigers. Where are you going? I want LSU to win this. Uh, I think yeah, they've so got I. the better quarterback. Um, LSU's defense, as we all know, is trash. Uh, can Milrow take advantage of it, though? He hasn't really shown ability to be a great passing QB at this point. Um, yeah, I would take Daniels over Milrow to make a big play all day long. Um, LSU kind of needs this one if they even want a shot uh, at Georgia in the SEC title game. Because uh, like you said, they do have a conference loss already. Yeah, I, I would take a shot with LSU, man. So you think maybe finally they, they get just enough defense, uh, you know, give Daniels the ball, maybe in a tie game with a little two-minute drill, win it by three. Uh, I, I would take LSU here. Why not? Oh, disagreement. I'm going to go with Bama just because, one, they're at home, and they still have that defense. I think they can make up for any uh, mismanaged quarterback play. Um, I think Nick Saban's going to have them ready to go. It's a game they definitely need. I don't think um, LSU has any playoff aspirations. I think Alabama still does. they got to make a statement. And um, if I were to bet this, I'd run to the window, and I would bet on Bama. Oh, that's fair. I, I don't disagree with anything you said. <laughs> Right. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's Nick Saban, and uh, you know he's a better better coach than the LSU. With a, uh, I forget his name, Brian Kelly. Yeah, Kelly. I knew it was Brian. I was like Brian Smith, Brian. What the hell is his name? Uh, <laughs> the guy, the Grouch that used to coach Notre Dame. That's the him. <laughs> that's the guy. I just, I think maybe just part of me is just anti Bama because I think like our very first show, I was like they cannot, they won't make the playoffs. So yeah, maybe just said that's just stuck that committee is going to give them every chance to make the playoffs. <sighs> All right, we can talk about this next week when undoubtedly something will change. 
All right, Darren, give them the rundown, uh, our bets for the week, and where we got them. All right. So we actually, outside of one bet at Rivers, everything was at MGM here. So Tulsa, we're laying the three and a half over Charlotte. That was when we got at Rivers. Uh, Oregon State, minus 13 and a half over Colorado. Fresno State, minus three over Boise State. TCU, plus three over Texas Tech. Uh, Ohio State, minus 18 and a half over Rutgers. And Louisville, minus nine and a half over Virginia Tech. Amen. And that'll wrap up this segment. Uh, you can find us on Facebook for the Targeting Winners site. You can also find us on X at Target Wins. You can email the show if there's a game you want us to cover in our RPO segment at cfbdudes at yahoo.com. And until Sunday, enjoy the week of college football, and we will see you then. 